Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Previously on the Simply Human podcast. They wanted to go outside. I didn't want to go anywhere because I was so tired and my body was just in pain. Um, I had I had an extra 20 pounds on my body from pregnancy. And so after, um, whilst, while watching them, I just thought like, what kind of person am I going to be? Like, I don't even want to take my kids out to the park. What about when they're six years old? I'm not going to want to run in a 5K with them. I'm not going to want to go hiking. I can't live like this. I can't do this anymore. It's episode 180 of the Simple Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we have a very special guest. We have a doctor of chiropractic, chiropractic, chiropractic. Wikipedia did. What is it? It's DC, doctor of chiropractic. Chiropractic? I don't know what any of those letters mean. Doctor of ASAP. Doctor of chiropracticum. Anyway. We have our first question. (laughs) (laughs) What what does the C stand for? Has a long history of helping people achieve their optimal health by utilizing extensive but low-cost lab work. He stays current on the latest research (laughs) pertaining to... (laughs) <laughs> pertaining to <laughs> nutritional supplements and optimal health, and he has a unique perspective on alternative and complementary nutrition from studying with numerous national leading alternative health experts. Should we explain my huh or not? No, it's just uh, we, we might end up explaining it on the show. But yeah, we were just talking about a kind of a outrageous lab bill that I got, and it's a long story. So, but but Rick, you know what? We should have you read the intro one time. Why does it always have to be me? Oh, okay. You, you should do it. That'd be fun. Memorize yeah, that'd be it. Really fun. <laughs> it's like Most fun uh, ever. Simply Human's own uh, Blake Lewis. We were talking this weekend, and he was. Uh, I was calling him because I had a, a question for him. Like it's kind of like I need to know this right now. So I call him, and he's pressure washing his driveway. And I've heard that that can be sort of cathartic. You know, like it's kind of a fun, sort of satisfying thing to use a pressure washer. You know, like I've heard that. Have you heard that? That it's like oh. fun. No, I have not. No, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Well, so I, but I, so I was like, oh, is that is that that's fun? Like someone being like, hey, I'm mowing your lawn. <laughs> that's is cathartic. No, no, that's it's not. exactly okay. So man, it's funny that you said that because I, I said, is that fun? And he kind of paused and he was like, no, it's not fun. Like, what are you talking about? It sucks. <laughs> He's like, it's like, it's like, a yeah, ca- man, it's almost as cathartic as. <laughs> Painting my entire interior of my house. He's Man, like, it's so relaxing. He's like, it's like coloring in uh, a, a piece of eight and a half by eleven paper with like a tiny sharpie. Like, uh, no, it's not fun. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so I started laughing. But um, okay, uh, very quickly, are you are you uh, into the Earth Bowl, Earth the soccer Earth Earth Bowl? What is it? World World. Cup. All right. Are you and, into all that? Uh. So let me explain. I'm in the World Cup. Uh, no, I'm not a soccer uh, aficionado. Okay. I do this every four, four years. years. I like your I birthday. Go, hey, you know what? I go the entire planet except for our country. We're the only country on the entire planet Earth 
that is not completely and totally obsessed right. with this event. We're doing it wrong. They're all doing it right. I'm going to have to pay attention and figure something out. I've been watching a lot of games. I've watched all of them, obviously, but I've watched quite a few games. Do you watch and, uh, Croatia uh, and Russia? No, I missed that one. Oh. I went to, I went to uh, penalty kicks. Yeah, like, well, it went to extra time, and they each scored an extra yeah. time, and then it went to penalty kicks and went down to the last oh, kick. Wow. It was pretty awesome. But, uh, like, the best soccer game I've ever seen, and that's not really saying something, but, like, you could tell it was crazy, uh, was Japan. They lost to, I think it was Sweden or was somebody this, like that. Was it this year? Like, this? Yeah, yeah, this last loss. Okay. Uh, Japan was up, like, 2 nothing. In like the seventieth minute, which is like only, the end only of the game, twenty minutes almost. to go, yeah. but like that's and uh, they managed to score twice. Like that was I was going bananas. Uh, I don't have a you know a team I'm necessarily pulling for. How, well, uh, how's the U.S. doing? Is the U.S. still Mexico? in? <clears throat> what is the U.S. still in or? Uh, buddy, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they didn't even make it because we suck. Anyway, uh, you were I interrupted you. No, but uh, I. I was pulling for Mexico just because I have a lot of friends who are from Mexico. Hmm. Uh, they were out. Uh, I just wanted to see good soccer. And I'll do this exact same thing. I've gotten with a, I did this after the last World Cup. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, somebody I work with, his wife is a huge soccer fan, and she was like, hey, you'll love this game. Just pick a okay. team, pick a really good team. And just be and there follow, for him. Follow, watch every single game for an entire year, and you will be hooked. Uh, and I was like, all right. Uh, I'm just I'm gonna pick Barcelona because I know there I, I knew the name of the team right. and I knew they had one player uh, Leo Messi and so I watched every Barcelona football game the entire year which is like a thousand games really? it's like a year round <laughs> sport there's no like off season yeah and they play all the time and listen I'm not bagging on soccer because I'm really enjoying the World Cup I'm going to start trying to watch. Uh, uh, Tottenham in the Premier League. Okay. Friend of mine is a. Uh, I picked them because they have a cool mascot, the Hot Spurs. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to watch every game, but I'll watch some games and I will follow them. But man, uh, soccer is just one of those sports where you're watching it on TV and you really just can't uh, be doing anything else other than just watching uh, soccer because you're going to miss something. And when you miss something in soccer, it's like, Ah, it's like missing your child's first step. Like you've been waiting for this something to happen. Right. You turn around and go get something from the fridge. Well, or walk all over the place. So I, I can't see myself dedicating a tremendous amount of time to watching soccer. Each yeah. match is ninety plus minutes long. But uh, especially given you know how much hockey I watch, nothing comes uh, first over hockey. But uh, oh, the answer, the long, uh, the long-winded answer to your question is eh. Sort of, yeah. Okay, so here's I, I listened to a podcast once, bragging montage about mm-hmm. why soccer is so popular, and it's and it has to do with suspense. Like there are certain sports, hockey included, that you can't leave the room, right? Like like football. See, that's what I, that's what I like a lot about hockey. Yeah. However, uh, there are stoppages of play where you can like, okay, uh, send that text, check that email, or right, right. To drink out. Like, there's stoppages in play. Yeah. There's not really any stoppages in play in soccer. Right. Like, like free kicks is just like, I mean, it's like right. The ball goes out of bounds and they throw it right back in. Like, ah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. even even basketball is kind of that same deal, but but there's free throws and there's timeouts and, there, yeah. you know, there's yeah. that kind of thing. But, like, with soccer, like, you cannot leave the room. And even if it's like a two to one game, like, 
that you it's just it's like the suspense is what like draws people in and why it's so popular which i think is, is kind of interesting i'll tell you what it is it is uh there are a lot of parallels to hockey from the i was going to ask you about that actually the, yeah the field is basically the same shape as a rink uh that the, you're you have a goal on each end i mean it's basically there's a lot of similarities especially like in um like the flow of the game like uh you can see like i can see plays develop in soccer before they develop kind of how I can with hockey, and, and that's because I follow so much hockey. So uh, it's interesting for me to watch. Right. Uh, and there's really only, like, two rules. Uh, you can't touch the ball with your hands, and then once you figure out offside, eh, then everything else. Right. Yeah, then it's just like, a bunch of to, guys, like, flopping like, around and rolling around well, and grabbing okay. their ankles. Dude, when you watch the, the guys <laughs> smash into each other in slow motion, it's like, oh, wow, that actually looks like it legitimately did hurt. Right. We'll have some guys like Neymar who uh, makes gets contact, and then he legitimately does roll around on the ground like he's uh, doing stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. <laughs> can't tell, like, okay, is this guy faking, or is right. this guy faking, or is this, like, because the field is so huge, yeah. you can't get really close up with TV angles. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's coming up. I'm record, like, I recorded the... Croatia Russia game, which is great, and it's like you can watch it in like fast the first level of fast forward and still like know exactly what's happening, you know, uh, and watch a game in like you know thirty minutes or something. It's actually really awesome. Uh, so then there's we're in the semifinals at this at this recording. I can I can all I know is that England or did Sweden win? Uh, England is in England, England and Croatia. England and yeah, England and Croatia. <clears throat> Okay. Um, okay. So, very quickly, before we call Doctor Stephen Lewis, should we discuss the picture that I sent that my brother took this morning? <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so, okay. So we have four. We have four or five minutes. So let me let me do this quickly. So, my brother Brad, who's been on the show, he's he works. He's a, like a. a adjuster an insurance adjuster in the in the dallas fort worth area and he does a lot of like car uh claims so he's always at a body shop like there's one particular body shop that his particular agency like sends all the work to and they've got a good relationship with the with the mechanics there and the manager and all that so he sends this picture at 928 i I, I will describe the picture in a second but i'll let you do that okay the caption is poor guy so close my response was oh. okay. On, hang on, hang on. For everyone who has been a long-term listener of this show, not very many of you, but if you you can kind of follow where this is going, yeah. uh, and then by the caption that Marcus gave, yeah. probably just figured it out. Right. And so I respond, "OMG, did you take that?" I'm like thinking, "Did he just find this on the internet somewhere, or is this from his phone?" He wrote, "Yes, lol. It was quite ripe." Oh, I wrote where he wrote it was at the body shop, the bathroom, all the techs use. It's always a disaster, dude. <laughs> I'm it's, looking at the picture again. It's <laughs> so it's so like okay. So that was this morning at nine thirty at three thirty. <laughs> okay, so the, so six hours later after no text, I'm like, I'm like zooming into the. <laughs> oh, so listen. So six hours later, uh, oh. after no. Uh, commentary this is my, me and my two brothers are in this thread he he just out of nowhere brad writes look at the one wad of toilet paper by the toilet lol and then 
he's been thinking about it all yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> and, so, and then Jeff writes, "This is absolutely awful. I have so many questions. Why not put the toilet paper in the toilet? No footprints. Look at the movement of the poo line. You would assume it started farther away from the toilet. He moved a little backwards before moving forward again. Then he just stops and lets it all go. Once he knows it's too late, I write, "No footprints is definitely weird." <laughs> and then I wrote, yeah. "Maybe he was perched on the sink." Because <laughs> let me tell you, there, <clears throat> there's plenty of material to have a foot right casting. so it's okay so there's a toilet in the in the far right corner of the bathroom oh with, gosh and then between hey, the toilet time out real quick we've toyed with the idea of like creating like a simply human insider <laughs> yeah we could send like, this picture yeah ten dollars a month you pay us ten bucks a month and we send you screenshots <laughs> of all the texts that we send back and forth <laughs> to each other while we're recording with a guest uh, and this would be perfect for that. Yeah. Like, hey, simple humans insider, you can see this. See this toilet, oh. and and so there's a toilet, and then in between the toilet and the camera, there on the floor, there is like a backwards J. <laughs> right? Isn't that like a good way to like? There's like what, that little like tail on it. Like what happened? And it's like it's got to be three feet by five feet, like the splattering, yeah. and there's no it's footprints. Three- so like the, the like, imagine is, it's okay. <laughs> I'm putting my I'm a trained criminal investigator. You're right, and I tried to get you to do this earlier today, and you wouldn't. I was busy. Splatter <laughs> uh, goes like the cast off. That's right. What call the the cast off goes like 360 degrees around a lo- in a long way. He basically was a lot of force. He just, like dropped a bucket of doo doo from the ceiling. Right, but thing is it's in the shape of the 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 backwards j <laughs> so it's clearly like there's something i want to talk to this right and not <laughs> what? like like what man, happened like, how did you do that I, got to make this make sense to me if you zoom in by the way on the <sighs> toilet yeah there is one <laughs> quarter size yeah it's like the size of a, of a quarter <laughs> one uh spot of doo-doo on the seat oh, and the rest of the seat is perfectly oh, spotless what are we talking about this on the podcast and then there's <laughs> you and me and possibly only uh chris brannon are the only people that are entertained right now. i bet and then like the and then you look at the toilet paper and the toilet paper roll is empty there's not even like the the oh i never even thought about that the toilet there's not even the the, the cardboard roll is is not even okay. there uh, hang on hang on so maybe uh we're seeing a Active peaceful protest. Right. Some uh, <laughs> civil unrest. Somebody went in there to uh, do his thing. I was like, no toilet paper? That's it! <laughs> I've had it. Uh, grabs the, the uh, a water pipe from the yeah. ceiling, brings his feet to his <laughs> wrist, and just pilot to bombardier. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or Brad suggested maybe he used the toilet paper roll as like a muzzle aimer (laughs) (laughs) and he's like his name is james and so he makes a j but his head but his head is upside down looking through his legs and he gets up and looks at it and he's like oh man it's backwards (laughs) okay well i'm sure dr lewis will be thrilled (laughs) that we were talking about this right before we call him and then we have a special um a uh, story oh. that we're going to add to the end of this show. All right, hold on. Why can I add to call? Share screen, hold call. Dr. Lewis? 
Yeah. We did it. Hey, sorry about the mix-up on the uh, the AMPM thing. That's important. Oh, oh, no problem. No That's problem. why the military uh, uses the military system, so that doesn't happen. Uh, Dr. Lewis, Rick is on the call as well, my co-host, Rick. Hi, Rick. Nice to meet you, Doctor. Thank you very much for, for taking time out of your evening to join us. We really appreciate it. Oh, you bet. Awesome. So, uh, Dr. Lewis, we have already uh, introed you, and we are currently recording. And I just uh, – Rick, let's do this first. Um, something we do with all of our guests. Um, yes. We, we try to guess your birthday. So we are going to each guess once and don't give us any hints. Like if we're really close, like, like don't go, Oh yeah, that was, you know, it's, it's like the, you're, you're a month away or like, just like a yes or no. And we'll try to do it. We got, I got pretty close last time, Rick. I'm the only one to date that has actually nailed it right on the day one time. And it was amazing. Without it's like cheating. I just threw a perfect game in the world series. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'll go first. Okay. I will take uh, September 17th. Yeah, September 17th. Okay, that's my guess. <laughs> is, that a yet, is that a yes or no? Not even close. Okay. Uh, so, ah, sorry. sorry. He did no, give me no. a little hint there. <laughs> hmm, he did give me a little hint. How about that? Um, I'm going to go February 10th. Nope. Okay. Nick. All right, that was our uh, each of our guesses. Would you like to tell us what's your birthday? December twenty seventh. Okay, I was close. Dang it, that's I was in the right quarter of the year, the third, the fourth yeah. quarter of the year. <laughs> Rick, uh, that's my daughter's. That's one of my daughter's birthday, December twenty seventh. That's Hope's birthday. Oh. How about that? Oh, well, she must be beautiful and brilliant. She's incredible. She's so awesome. <laughs> yes, she's going to be. Uh, something very special. Um, all right, so we've already introduced you. So let's talk about this. Tell us about yourself. Uh, tell us your story. How did you get to where you are now? Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I've always wanted to be a chiropractor. I, I I saw my chiropractor when I was a young kid heal the so-called medical failures, and I love the medical profession. But there's so many people that weren't getting well. And so we always went to the chiropractor first. And, of course, he did the chiropractic pinch nerve thing. But he also did a lot of nutrition. And uh, I had, uh, well, my daddy died from complications of ulcerative colitis or possibly the drugs given to him in the hospital. And so I had bad colon problems. I went to five different doctors, five different diagnoses, none of which worked. And there was this chiropractor naturopath that I went to Arizona when I was about 19, spent a few months out there. He completely healed me with just uh, vitamins, minerals, and herbs. So uh, I I think nerve nerve supply and nutrition are just paramount in getting well. And, and of course, attitude, you have to have something to laugh about and have hope. You know what? Speaking of having something to laugh about, um, I'm going to ask you two guys a question. <laughs> Do you know what the like what my favorite time is every day? No, it's uh, it's six thirty. Uh, so why is that? Hands down, it's the best. Uh, it's the best time oh. of the day. <clears throat> Hands down. And Hands down. Oh, that was a very bad joke. <laughs> I am very disappointed in you. I apologize. We have a man of medicine here, a man of science. You he thought, I thought oh, yeah. I was trying to make him laugh. Uh, hey, where are you from, Dr. Lewis? Uh, northeast Texas. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're in Texas. I'm, we're, I'm out in Abilene, and Rick is in the Dallas area. I grew up in the Dallas area. So is that, did you grow up out there in East Texas? Yeah. Yeah, Very I cool. did. 
How about uh, that? Jan, Jan is from Fort Worth, though, so you know I got a big city girl, so to speak. Right. <laughs> yeah, from Fort Worth is the big city. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, you have uh, we we talk about the four pillars of health and the simply human lifestyle. What what would you consider your the, are the pillars of health uh, from your perspective? Well, just from my perspective, first of all, I have a, a happy mind, which is you know something you choose to do. Uh, you know, feed your spirit. And then I think it's very incredibly important that you feed your body nutrients that really are not in the food so much and, and certainly uh, have to up the nutrient level to, you know, decrease the toxins. And, you know, I try not to get too technical. I go, I, I'm bad about going down rabbit trails too. So, you know, you may have to fish me out of rabbit holes, but uh, pillars of health is just uh, good nutrition and, and good attitude. So what would you consider, like you say, and feed your body, like what are, uh, so two part question, what are those things that are like the must haves and what are ways that people are, are getting it wrong? Like, what are you seeing as sort of chronic problems, uh, in your practice and just kind of in your, your observations of, of how the Western culture is, is handling things? Well, I think instead of the government uh, subsidizing corn and soy and wheat, they should subsidize apples and broccoli and cauliflower, you know, the good foods. Um, I I just think we have it wrong. And Janet and I have been blessed to have spent just a tiny bit of time in Europe and, and 10 days in China. And we really are in America the sickest nation, at least uh, from what I've seen. And I think it's partially the, the food with the lack of nutrients and certainly, uh, pollutants, you know, carry a lot of influence on, uh, degenerative diseases. So, I encourage my patients to go paleo, primal, uh, keto. Uh, for for most people, that's a healthier diet. And uh, but still doing that, that's a major improvement. But I tell people, even if you eat totally organic, it's not enough. Right. And so I I treat so many organic farmers all across America, and they say, "Well, I feel great taking your supplements, but when I just stop and eat organic food, I feel terrible." Why? And I said, well, you need to, you know, get look at the research about the plastics and the pesticides and even organic food. You don't know really the nutrient content. So it can vary as much as 16,000 percent from not very much to, you know, pretty nutritious. Right. Yeah. And um, uh, Rick, were you about to say something? Did I just interrupt you? No, no, I was I had kind of clear, you my clear your throat. Um, so, um, I, I guess, uh, you, Rick, this kind of reminds me of Dr. Dean, who was on a few a few shows ago. Yeah. She kind of said the same thing. Yeah. She, she's got a magnesium supplement, and she's like, look, even if you're eating organic, like there, there are certain minerals that, just, that we stripped out of the soil uh, that yes. you've got you've got to get somehow. So it's like, you know, if you're going to live in a, in a, in a in civilization – there are certain things that you're going to have to do. Are there any other things like that 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 are sort of missing? Um, you know, from just doing like a you know what what like what are the things that we have to sort of add in to get back to get to that sort of healthy spot? Well, you know, it's hard to get a group of anybody to agree, but generally speaking, the the ones that practice functional medicine, functional nutrition, or science based nutrition. They agree on a good multi, and there's a lot of not-so-very-good supplements, but a really good multivitamin, a good fish oil, and fish oil, you know, there's some of it that's four times more absorbable than the common stuff, so there's a difference there. Multi, fish oil, fiber, 
digestive enzyme and probiotics. And I, I would like to say, well, if you're eating correctly enough vegetables and fruits, you might not need the fiber, but I think you need vitamin D. Right. Yeah. Now, what what are your? I, I asked. I've asked several guests this because uh, it's almost like I want some affirmation. But we have we, we we're part of a cow share, and we have raw milk. Are there like good digestive enzymes and good bacteria in the in the raw milk that's sourced from a a, a very you know good and viable source? I think so. And, you know, I was raised on raw milk and my daddy went out and milked a Jersey twice a day, really? which I don't want to, I don't want to do. But, right. right. <laughs> there's, there's a big difference between raw milk versus, you know, the pasteurized right. and homogenized. So yes, I'd say that would be very healthy. And as far as fiber, um, are you talking like a psyllium husk Metamucil type supplement on that or? Uh, you know, some people do real well on that one. I, I like one that's a little bit more uh, broad spectrum because they're soluble and insoluble. And, you know, there's big talk about prebiotics for the probiotics to live. Well, that's basically just fiber. So, right. uh, yeah, I like it to be more broad spectrum than that. Yeah. Like like from from fruits and vegetables, like stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, these people that juice, and, and sometimes I juice, but it's very important to throw some of the fiber back in so right. you won't get that sugar spike and you give the bacteria, you know, good things to grow on. Right. Yeah, so, um, you know, you, you, uh, I know on your, on your sheet here that I got uh, talking about inflammation. So let's, let's talk a little bit about inflammation. Why is inflammation so bad and how can you anti-inflammatize yourself? I just made that word up. <laughs> that's good <laughs> well see you're doing the number one thing of being healthy and that's be ha- you know have fun all the time make up so. <laughs> make up dumb words yeah and anti-inflammatize yourself <laughs> uh well you know a lot of our inflammation comes from uh they're called inflammatory cytokines that because you have sensitivities or sometimes actually allergies to some of the foods but that goes back to the leaky gut which can be fixed or, or maybe greatly improved with uh, probiotics and digestive enzymes. But I took a test and, and they said I was uh, very sensitive to coffee, walnuts, and avocados. And I said, told Janet, I said, well, I'm not stopping any of the three, right. but especially <laughs> right. coffee. <Yeah. laughs> well, you said coffee walnuts kind of close together. And I was like, what are coffee walnuts? That sounds amazing. I want some coffee walnuts. <laughs> Uh, you, know, you know, the main thing is uh, a lot of the antioxidants, you know, the berries, uh, I don't I don't know. I, I love avocados just because that's yeah. probably the most perfect fruit there is. Maybe avocados, maybe apples, but yeah. somewhere along in that line. Uh, just eating good and clean water, it's necessary to yeah. filter the water and clean that up and try to breathe clean air. You know, Janet and I just got back from Colorado. It's like, well, that was certainly different than it is in East Texas. (laughs) Right. So you're against, I guess, smoking is bad. Is that what we're, what we decided? (laughs) Yeah. Go out on a limb, doc, and let us know what you're talking about. Oh Lord. You know, 
I know some doctors that won't even take a patient if they smoke and it's like, I, I will, but it's like, you know, we all have our bad habits. Yeah. I'm assuming you do because I do, but right. smoking's not one of them. Right. Well, it is kind of interesting. So we're, you know, there's kind of that stigma now. It's like, it used to be like everybody smoked and it wasn't a big deal. Well, now I don't know, I don't know where my, my, my daughter who is, has your birthday, she's seven and we were driving along the road and she looks over and sees somebody smoking in her car and she was like, oh, dad, that person smoking like oh my gosh and and i was and so and then and she's like is that is that bad you know i was like well i mean it's not it doesn't make that person a bad person it's like it's and I, and I and i related it to it's just like when if we ever have like a you know a coke or a cake or you know some sort of candy or something that's not necessarily like a really positive uh thing for you physically but it's just something that you do it doesn't make you a bad person and i said and i was kind of talking to them about addiction and sometimes you can get addicted to cigarettes and i was like and then i started talking about well you can also get addicted to sugar um just just as likely that if you know and i think there's a lot of that uh do you see a lot of that in your practice sugar addiction food craving addiction things like that Every day and all day long, because yeah. then you get the, the, you feed the yeast and the yeast actually control how we think there's, there's books written in a lot of research about the GI tract and the bacteria, viruses and fungus and yeast actually control us more than our brain controls right. the, the colon. And so, yeah, addiction is, I think sugar's the number one addiction. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I mean, it's scary to think about. I've read some stuff, and I guess this is, I don't know if there's some people that may disagree with this, but at certain times, depending on the season, that you have more like non-human cells in your body than human cells. So it's like, it's almost like, are the are the bacteria using us, you know, to yeah. get around? Or is it, you know, it's kind of like a backward, kind of a weird way to think about it. Like, oh my gosh, like what if, yeah, we're their vehicle for reproduction, <laughs> I, I think you're right, actually. Uh, most of what I read says there's 10 times more microbes than we have cells in our body at any given time. Right. And so who's controlling who? That's right. a good question. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's the alien here? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about thyroid. I know that's one thing that, that you are uh, uh, expert in. And when I was 15... You know, doctor feeling around in my neck or whatever, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you got a uh, you got a nodule on your thyroid." Uh, so I had to do like a whole biopsy thing, and that whole you know, it's like that's kind of a scary thing, and it's pre- pretty unpleasant having a needle jabbed into your neck several times. Uh, and then I was on like a thyroid, a little tiny thyroid pill. Like when I went to right. college, it's like here's this pill, and you you're gonna have to just take this, you know, forever. Uh, but then, like I get, I don't know. I I think I only took it for like a couple of years, and I had it rechecked, and my thyroid levels were fine. You know, so I've had kind of the thyroid thing. So what what are what are some symptoms? Like why is the what does the thyroid do and all that? Why is it so important? Well, the thyroid's like a woman. You know, if mama's <laughs> not happy, nobody's happy. Oh right, I was I was going a different direction with that, but I with yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what completely irrational <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh you guys are crazy <laughs> so so yeah so thyroid so symptoms like what like what, what are some things that people might go you know what i might have a thyroid thing maybe that's what's wrong <clears throat> you know the list is dozens and dozens long and and it can coincide with all kinds of other so-called diseases. Most people, uh, it's inability to lose weight, you know, lethargy. Oh, I'm fatigued. Oh, the 
outer third of my eyebrows are going away. I'm sensitive to cold. I'm grouchy. I'm grumpy. You know, my heart doesn't beat correctly. My GI tract doesn't work right. I have acid reflux. I can't go to the bathroom. You know, it, it can be almost anything. Yeah. But, or high cholesterol. It can be, people say, well, let's put you on a statin drug. You have high cholesterol, which is a big farce anyway. Yes, but, thank you. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. I get in all kinds of trouble. But yeah. uh, uh, the lower your thyroid, well, if your cholesterol gets really low, it, it doubles your chance of stroke, it doubles your chance of suicide, and doubles your chance of depression, and it doubles your chance of d- death from any cause if your cholesterol gets very low because there's not enough of it to actually repair your brain and nervous system and depression. You know, right. uh, yeah, it can be thyroid, but I, I, I'm just not a big fan of the cholesterol, you know, how they told yeah. that lie so long and so loud that people now believe it. Yeah. So what you're saying is basically cholesterol <laughs> is like a woman. When it's around, you're more likely to drink. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Another, I went but, back you know. to the same joke. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll stop that. <laughs> Well, but I, actually, I'm the one that makes Janet her drinks, but she does make me coffee in the morning, so she's awesome at that. What do you put in your coffee? <laughs> uh, I put uh, heavy whipping cream yes! on Janet. Yes! Yeah, there we go. That's what I put but, in mine every morning. Now, if I had stuff from your cow, then you know I'd put, I'd put the raw stuff in. Yeah. I think, I think it's great. Yeah, it's uh like that the 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 raw milk from the cow. It, like when you get it, the, it comes in like what you would think of a uh, raw milk would come in. It's like a big half gallon mason jar, you know, just like in mm-hmm. the movies. And there's like a <laughs> three or four inch like th- cream on the top that you, you yeah. you've got to like mix it up, you know, before you can pour it because it's so thick. And it's like sometimes I'll. Uh, I'll take I'll, I'll sneak a little cream off the top there, um, but it's like with the three kids, we only get a gallon of it a week, so it's like they get they get to drink it, and then I'm always like, if there's ever any leftover, you know, I'll sneak some. But um, but it's really it's really incredible. Um, we also get eggs. Our listeners know this from a from a place like a locally sourced place, and we go to it's kind of a big pain in the rear end to get this milk and the eggs, but I feel like it's worth the, the effort, you know, to try to get some some good locally sourced food. Um, you know, that's, that's not been on a truck for six weeks or something. Um, yeah. You know, that's one of the best things you can do to get healthy. You know, if you don't raise it yourself, find somebody locally that does and make sure you know what they're doing. Uh, well, I'm, I was trying to bring up gluten, you know, there's a joke around Facebook saying, well, why is it you've eaten wheat for 10,000 years and all of a sudden you have a gluten problem? Right. What's well, the way we, uh, actually fertilize our wheat, and uh, with the NPK, and it grows so fast that right. the, the wheat says, oh, well, I've got to put out all this protein. People say, well, this protein is good. The protein is gluten. So now there's four to 40 times more gluten in the wheat than there was back in the 1970s. Yeah. Well, and I and think, that's why- yeah, if you, if you took uh, like a bacteria starter, like a yeast, and made sourdough bread like they made it 100 years ago, and that's, right. how, and that's all the bread everyone was eating— there wouldn't be a there wouldn't be a gluten issue. It's this. It's the highly processed. It's the, it's the how fast can we grow it? How fast can we make turn it into bread? Which doesn't let the 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 germ like you know grow and and like it's kind of what is it like kind of sprouts a little bit and then some of those things yep. are broken down. There's like a there's a pre digestion phase if you're making like a natural sourdough bread that but now there's no pre digestion. Like we're supposed to digest it all and our bodies aren't designed to digest that. 
that protein. Mm-hmm. And so then that leads to, you mentioned leaky gut earlier, um, and autoimmune disorders and your, your immune system getting all thrown off. And then of course, like the thyroid, if nobody's happy or thyroid's not happy, nobody's happy. And then there's just this <laughs> cascade of things and people think they can sprinkle some sort of magic dust on their food and not make any other changes and they're going to get healthy. Um, that's, that's the kind of whole idea of what we're trying to do is like, it's this holistic approach. You got to do everything. If one, if it's like, if you're not getting good sleep, like, nothing else is going to work. Um, and so it's just, there's just the, this, the, the idea that we can just isolate something is just so wrong. But Well, you know, that's been going on in the medical profession for a hundred years or better is the reductionist theory right. where it should be including everything, not reducing it down to one organ or one so-called disease because right. disease is just adaptive physiology. It's adapting to something that's wrong. And you know, if, Doctors are great. They'll save your bacon. But if you have to take drugs for the rest of your life, how many times have we heard that? Well, they're missing the point. Your body got sick where your body can get well if it has, you know, the proper nutrients to work with. Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's see. What, what, um, what is your like daily routine? Like what is your, uh, a lot of, of our listeners like to know when we have guests on like, okay, well you seem healthy. It's like the Seinfeld bit about everybody, nobody knows what to buy at the grocery store. You find somebody that's kind of fit and you go up to them like, what do you eat? What do you buy? I'm going to buy what you buy. You know, like what do you do? <laughs> well, but you know, that's, that's not a bad thing. Janet and I look at people's, you know, what they have in their grocery basket and just kind of like, yeah, oh yeah, well, you know, they got diet soda, but they've got four gallons of it in there. And right. Then, aspartame is tricking her brain into putting down four times more fat. Do you, do you we, walk up behind them and go diabetes <laughs> and then like run off? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we throw a card. Out right. so, you know, we could, we could save more than your bacon if you just come see us. Right. Right. Uh, my, my routine is I don't really eat breakfast, but Janet makes me a drink and it's full of all kinds of our products. And you know, every pill, uh, you know, I open up capsules if it doesn't taste really bad. And she puts powders, and she puts the liquid fish oil. Yeah. And then we put canary seed milk in it, Whoa, which actually is— what is that? <laughs> well, if you get the right canary seed, there's two types. you got to be careful. And uh, But the glabrious, which is the non-hairy thing. Anyway, you make a milk out of it. Huh. You soak it overnight, make a milk. It's full of lactase, so it d- digests— uh, well, it's full of lipase, really. Lipase, it digests fat. And so that's our basis. Of course, it's full of protein. If you drink enough of it, you'll lose weight. Yeah. We're going to have you back and, on in like two months, and Rick's going to be like, I bought like 10 canaries, and they're just crapping all over my house. <laughs> I can't milk them. It's really hard to milk the canaries. <laughs> yeah, I always kid people, well, I'm starving them to death by taking their food. Right. So that's even better trying to milk them. <laughs> Okay, so then what? Like, what is your daily? Like, do you do you have like a you know? Uh, are you up on your feet a lot? Do you have a, a movement pattern that you do? What like when do you go to bed? All that stuff. Uh, well, I sit behind a desk all day talking to people all over the country. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm up and down. You know, I try to help. You know, shipping out the packages and all that. Uh, I never have liked exercise, but I've always been very very active. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I right. keep I keep bees, and that's that's a lot of work. Whoa! What you keep? You have like like honeybees right now i only have eight hives but what? You know, sometimes they die so yeah I so you go wear the you wear like the big white suit and go out there and like do the whole like astronaut thing yeah that's it man <laughs> that's crazy we had a uh, a reproductive swarm 
um, on our tree in our front yard last year. Um, I, I, I learned all about it, you know, cause there's like this, like what is like 40,000 bees, uh, that were yep. in my tree and it was really pretty terrifying. <laughs> but once you read about it and you're like, well, they're not, they're not aggressive. They're just kind of hanging out until the worker bee finds a, finds another place and then they'll leave. And they did. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, was, I was reading up on them as I was uh, loading up the flamethrower to burn down. <laughs> right. <laughs> very... as, as I was listing our house to sell and move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I caught a couple of swarms last year and they, they've made some really good strong hives. They cool. put down a lot of honey. Man, yeah, so um, I, I kind of want to talk about this. You mentioned not liking exercise, but you're very active. And I've kind of yeah. on this, I go on this rant about I hate the word exercise. I prefer the word movement. Um, right. You know, our ancestors didn't exercise. They didn't have treadmills and uh, the ellipticals and these crazy <laughs> whatever you see on the infomercials at 2 a.m. where you're going to, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to get that and get in shape and your legs and arms are going all different ways. And, uh, you know, it's like just move around, be active uh, throughout the right. day, do things that you enjoy. Like when you're uh, think about your movement pattern uh, when you are uh, out working on, with the bees, like it's not, you know, you're probably not just sitting being still. There's probably a lot of work that goes into that and bending over and picking things up and running around like furiously (laughs) waving and getting the bees away from the face. I forgot to put on my suit again. (laughs) I've done that a lot. (laughs) Your your firearms are useless (laughs) against them. (laughs) Oh Lord. Yeah. They can get kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh have you seen the, uh, the videos of the people that will like tie a string to like a bee or a, a wasp? And like, like carried around like a little bee on a leash. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I don't I understand how that they like tie the thing on there. How do they they, they <laughs> lasso the wasp or something? I don't know. But uh, anyway, hey, well, Doctor uh, Lewis, we are coming up on time here. Tell us where people can find you. You mentioned you talk to people all over the country. Like, what I've got like greenwisdomhealth.com. Is that is that all correct? Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, people that have lost their hope or they just can't get well and they're fatigued or whatever, you know, you, you go on greenwisdomhealth.com and fill out a health survey. And I, I usually call people about 99% of the time Cool. and we'll talk for a while. And mm. what I do is uh, lab work, but I do it very, very, very inexpensively. Uh, you know, we do so much of it. We get very super low prices on it, which I just pass on to the people. But, and once I get the lab, then I sit down and we talk about it. I give you a functional health report, a functional medicine report, a list of supplements, and a list of do's and don'ts in, in 30 minutes of my time. And I say, well, you need this supplement because it does this and this supplement. But just get on Green Wisdom Health and okay. fill out a health survey. For people that really want to get well, they don't know any other way to get there. What is, this is going to be a weird question, what is the <laughs> most expensive blood test that you know of? Uh, that I do or that I that know you, That of. you know of. Uh, I have people that come in and say, well, I spent $12,000 for this lab. And I say, well, great. I would have done more than that for 300 bucks." Yeah. But, uh, it's crazy I've how seen, expensive they can get. Yeah. What, you know, one of ours, you know, CBC or the CMP that I think we charge 32 bucks for. Yeah. I've seen each one of those go for 1500 And that's something we charge, you know, 30 something for. Right. It, it's it's crazy out there. It's like I just try to cut it where most people can afford right, to get well. Right. Okay. Um, we asked this question. <laughs> the crazy all of our theory right there is to provide health and wellness information 
uh, to people at a price they can afford. Right. Maybe that's uh, <laughs> you're onto something. Coming like uh, <laughs> not uh, uh, fixing ourselves as like an unhealthy nation. Maybe that's something we could do. Yeah. Maybe that would uh, boost productivity and uh, lower uh, all kinds of. Uh, you know, expenditures that we have associated with trying to just limp around like a bunch of idiots. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's a great idea. I don't know. Limp Maybe around like a, a bunch I'm of idiots. A because the, uh, the CEO of Cigna, his uh, stock price just went down <laughs> one-tenth of one percent. <laughs> I could just see all the French people like, oh, these Americans limping around like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> that was my uh, that was my best yeah, French. French at all. That was very cool. I, I, very I, cool. It's the best I could do. All right, hey, we're gonna ask you one final question, and we asked all of our yep. guests this: What is something that you enjoy about life, or something you do to make life more enjoyable? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with canaries or anything. <laughs> uh, I try to give out more of what I want, whether it's uh, you know joy. Uh, I, I see somebody that looks downtrodden, I try to give them a. a reason to think good about themselves or you know i'll give them a compliment or so, you know i like to buy people's meals and especially yeah. if you can do that not tell them yeah i love doing that did it yeah so yeah, i just go out and try to spread the joy if somebody asked me how am i i said i'm somewhere between wonderful and perfect yeah. <laughs> so would you uh, a good way to um summarize that for the show notes i wrote down what goes around comes around absolutely there you go i'm a that that's my uh, my my theme, like golden rule kind of stuff. Treat others like you want to be treated. <laughs> That's it. Very cool. Well, Dr. Lewis, man, I'm so, again, sorry about the uh, the timing mix-up. I'm glad that it worked out for you uh, this evening. Really, really appreciate your time, and uh, I'll let you guys know when the show goes up. It'll probably be Friday. That'd be great, and you two guys are absolutely <laughs> hilarious, and that alone makes the world a better place there you to go. live. Yeah, hopefully we're, we're spreading some joy with our antics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Lewis. You're doing good. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dr. Lewis, ladies and gentlemen, how about that? Boy, he did sound... I wonder if he's going to think we're so hilarious after listening to the <laughs> intro where we talk, like where we break down like how this guy diarrhea all over the floor. Well, and it's funny uh, to give our uh, our Simply Human insiders some... Uh, uh, to I haven't paid! You can't tell him yet. <laughs> well, Rick texted me like five minutes into the convo. And I'm like, Cause, like, Cause at one point I was like, Rick, did you, cause you like cleared your throat and I thought you were going to ask a question. So I was like, Oh, did you, were you trying to say something? And you texted me like, no, no, I'm not trying to ask a question. I'm like, I'm really studying this picture. <laughs> I need answers. You've ruined my life. I know. We need to, uh, I'm going to text, uh, Brad and, and like put you on the thread and be like, all right, Brad. We need you, like, because he could, like, ask certain questions. He could probably find out. It was, the, it was like, the, in the back. It wasn't like a public restroom. So he could probably figure out. I don't, I don't think I could determine who the culprit is. I just can tell you a profile about what happened, I think. I think I can piece together what exactly took place. Well, on that note, we have a very special segment here. Okay. Humans being human. All right. Uh, Simply Human's own. Oh well, we won't. We we're, we use a pseudonym, and I need to re-listen to it and make sure I don't use his real name. But a friend of mine told heard a story from a guy and was like, "Oh my gosh, you got to have this guy on." And so we set it up and we called the guy's cell phone. So there's like there's kind of a weird uh, delay, which which I think um, kind of uh, derails us a few times. But it's a it's a story about uh, a healthcare professional. And something that he encountered that was uh, unusual. 
So we have Bill here. And hey, Bill. Bill is Bill, a Bill Billiamson. Billiamson is a friend of a friend. And I was talking to my friend that is also Billion Bill, Mr. Billionson's or doctor or or professor. Nobody knows lieutenant. Nobody knows what he is. Um, <laughs> and and my friend told kind of told me started to tell me the story and I said stop. Stop stop stop. Don't finish. I got like the gist of it. I need you to tell me the whole story. And so my friend hooked us up with Bill and I guess I'm trying to think the best way to do this because Rick has no idea that even the topic of the story and I'm predicting this is going to be one of Rick's favorite stories of all time. Um, Rick has really, really <clears throat> sold this. So Bill, I hope you're doing a good job. So, <laughs> so Bill, I just <laughs> let's just take it away. Let's just let's just kind of uh, go with whatever you think, however you think this should go. So start from the beginning. The beginning, perhaps. All right. Well, um, I've been treating for a few years as a clinician, and uh, I finished my doctorate back in, I guess, 2014. And uh, so I've been at it only a few years, but I am I'm learning every single day, and uh, I've been I've been in some a variety of settings uh, for, for for patients, and you know, home health, and hospitals, and outpatient facilities, and skilled nursing. So I've seen a wide variety of diagnoses. So I'm a pretty confident individual. I now own my own clinic. So I'm pretty confident in my abilities and pretty much uh, feel like I've seen a lot of what's out there. So, you know, one day I'm, I'm at a, I'm at one of my clinics in, um, you know, we'll get into the location, but I, uh, in Saudi Arabia, you know, basically it's, it's, Saudi Arabia, what the United, okay. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, yeah, in the United States, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, so one of my assistants, they had the tendency to bring my, uh, folders to me and they'll say, okay, we have a new evaluation here today. Here's their paperwork, and it gives me a few minutes to kind of look over their paperwork and get an kind of idea of what I'm getting into. And so I said, okay, fantastic. So I pick it up like any other paperwork, and I'm reading it, and I'm looking and treating other folks, answering questions, and I see this diagnosis come across, and it says Peyronie's disease. And what the hell is Peyronie's disease? You know, I feel like I've seen most of what's out there. And this one actually caused me, you know, I, I, it's a funny story. I think when doctors tell you that they need to go somewhere for some water or they have to run somewhere. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to check going the, the, the journal. Yeah. And checking stuff out. <laughs> so, like what I the, was just assuming they were going back there to have explosive you know? diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. So I, you know, it's one of those situations where I'm like, okay, <laughs> I need to pull this up. So I got my book out and I see that it says crooked penis. And I'm like, <laughs> By the way, uh, let the record show that I am aware of what that is because I have used that as a joke before. <laughs> so when you said Peyronie's, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a you know, crooked, crooked dingus. Yeah, I got that. No, no I don't have that. I don't have that. I'm just saying I know what it is. So. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. Very, listen, very, very well, straight. No very so straight. I'm like, you know, immediately I'm like, well, hell, I think he's at the wrong location here. I don't know. What, what, what's going on here? So I think he needs to go to some sort of a men's health urologist or something. So anyway, I'm looking over it. And I'm like, man, I don't even know where to start with this. You know, I'm kind of dumbfounded. I'm looking through. I'm looking through literature real quick. And, you know, I'm just kind of saying, you know what? I'm going to be honest with the guy. I'm going to tell him I don't think you're in the right facility. But what are your thoughts? He's anyway, like, I mean, but, he, but he's like, hey. profile attorney. He's like, hey, there's a big banner outside that says free Peroni treatment. Yeah, it says Bill Williamson's <laughs> crooked penis clinic. Like, why, why not in the same place, right place, Bill? 
So I, I, I meet with this guy, and I'm like, uh, well, I'm going to be honest with you, gentlemen, or sir, and I really don't know where to start here. I don't know what to do here for physical therapy. We laugh about it. You know, we get to know each other. I say, you know, I am a soft, I am a soft tissue certified specialist. I do a lot of manual therapy. But I, don't, I don't think that's appropriate here, you know? So, so we laugh about it. And, and, and uh, you know, he, he he was kind of venting to me, kind of man to man, saying, "Look, man, this is really killing my quality of life, uh, sexual, sexually in my bed. You know, I can't. I'm, I just can't do what I used to do. It's very uncomfortable." And he told me he had a forty degree bend to the left. Like, what? He had a forty. He had a forty degree bend to the left. I'm like, okay. So you're like this guy uh, failed geography or did geometry, <laughs> not geography. Just trying to like not visualize, visualize. I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> so he knew I was a dry needling certified therapist. So you know, a few folks around the state do that. I was like, all right. He's like, can you needle this area? I'm like, no, I cannot needle that area. You know what I mean? So it was very unsafe. I could do some puncturing there. It's not going to work out for you. Let's get you a card. Like, well, <laughs> mom, and she does a lot. Needling in that area, so yes, by all means. Yeah, by all means, I guess. If you're open to not suing me, I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, but uh, ultrasound, so I, you know, ultrasound apparently is a technique that works for this, and I don't have a lot of belief in ultrasound. But uh, I did a lot of research in the United States, and there was really no literature anywhere in our country that what we could do for these individuals with Peyronie. So I had to dig into Europe. So I'm digging into Europe, and I find. It is validity with ultrasound. I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? What intensity do I do? What parameters do I do? So anyway, man, yeah, I treated this gentleman for about uh, 12 treatments, and eventually, you know, as we started working together, maybe three or four sessions, um, he starts to get some ultrasound heat produced, so he starts to have an erection during these during these uh, treatments. I'm like, oh, man, this is just crazy, you know? So this guy's oh, in, crazy is the word I would use. <laughs> You know, uh, this is not what physical therapy is in my mind, but I'm doing it, you know. So I'm, I'm happy I'm at least helping this guy, you know. So uh, after about 12 sessions, uh, I'm not shitting you, this guy was uh, straight as an arrow, uh, feeling really, really good, super happy, soft, problem solved, on the way to living life. So it was pretty. Uh, it's a pretty unique story. Oh, my gosh. So, so in Peronis, is it like when you're just walking around, no, it just is normal, right? Yeah, I mean, when you're not in the middle of an erection, when you're flaccid, it's not a big deal. It's when the blood yeah. starts to pump through there. I guess I doing some literature, it's formed mainly by uh, scar tissue. So uh, I guess normally during intercourse or any, just kind of any way that you hit that area, it forms like scar tissue, what would normally happen in the body. And when it starts to pump blood through that area, uh, the scar tissue inhibits that and it causes a bend either left or right. It's very painful. Oh. He had a, literally a 40-degree bend to the left, and we we literally measured it with a goniometer. It's a tool that we used to measure the angles, and we were literally measuring this angle. So it was, uh, it was like, you know. I was, oh. I was literally just going to ask, like, How did do you, you get a protractor right. to measure the 40-degree Exactly. No, apparently really there's did, a medical-grade protractor. For measuring penis angles. <laughs> exactly. So it was a good deal, man. I, like I said, every time he came in, the angle was lower and lower, and he was actually single at the time, and he was having a hard time um, getting out of <laughs> So to speak. Now, I'm not doing that, you know. It's embarrassing, whatever. And 
And, uh, man, after we started to get the uh, angle down, he started to date. Didn't ever have to tell this girl. She has no idea. And uh, problem solved. Uh-huh. Quality of life has improved. Man, so I, thought, stoke, I, I thought there was a chance after 12 sessions that maybe you guys had started dating and that y'all were married. Oh, oh, oh. No, Listen, no, nothing like that, my man. Nothing like that. I feel, <laughs> I feel like after this experience, you truly can call yourself an actual soft tissue specialist. <laughs> Oh, man, I, I felt like I was a soft tissue specialist, and then this guy walked in the door. So <laughs> I, uh, oh, it's funny, man. He was oh, willing to do anything he could do to make it happen, So, but I wasn't willing to go that far. Oh, my gosh, that is crazy. So, Rick, yeah. I, I guess, I, did I know that you did that prank or knew what Peronis was? Because why did I immediately think of you whenever he said... I, I, I would imagine it's probably because I've probably made it, you know, maybe penis jokes. a half dozen... Uh, Peyronie's related jokes yeah. before to you. Yeah. They're not on the show, but... Well... Yeah. Anyway, Bill... Fixing the angle of this man's dangle. I appreciate uh, <laughs> it on that. Oh, that was good. Oh, that's, I never put it that way, but that's well put. The yeah. angle of his dangle, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, awesome. Uh, that's, hey, put that on your business card from now on. <laughs> soft tissue... Bill Billionson, soft tissue specialist, quote... I'll fix the angle <laughs> of your dangle. <laughs> the dangle angle expert. Oh, that's awesome, man. I'm going to have to consider that. That's oh, fantastic. my gosh. Awesome. All right. Well, I really appreciate it. Hey, and that, that's for you. just have to specialize in my soft tissue next time I go to your clinic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only pay cash, sir. You better bring a lot of cash. <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> cash under the table, sir. Cash under the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh alright well hey this has been awesome really appreciate your time Rick I'm going to call you right back after we hang up with Bill All right. okay alright thanks All right. Bill thank you gentlemen alright bye bye alright there was that story the bent appendage this is really a terrible <laughs> show by the way what with the exception of the stuff that our guest said we talk about a lot of not pleasant stuff yeah, well, it's uh, hopefully you got some sort of amusement out of it, maybe. <laughs> I don't so. mean horrible, like uh, like from a show standpoint. Right, right, right. Like, like if that happened to you, of- it would be horrible. Yeah. So I'm not going to title the show Dr. Lewis and the Bent Appendage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode 180, Dr. Lewis's Bent Appendage. That would be bad (laughs) it'll be something else and a crazy story or something like that but on that note we are running clean out of time we have um another guest next week hang on um let me see it is warren cargill next week that is not a real name warren cargill how about that then there's no show and no show because of some prior engagements and then we're back on uh the first week in august with dr ryan nolan who i was on his show and i've he's we've been spreading that show and i thought that show turned out really good and i did that show and hung up the phone and took rudy to be euthanized so keep that in mind i was kind of in a in a bummer state um, during that interview, uh, then Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. Keep talking about these names. Um, and then it's just me and you. And then Dr. Friedman. And then uh, Brendan Lundberg. It's just going to be great. Rick. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Podcast. And remember, you said Peyronie's. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, that's a you know crooked crooked dingus. Yeah, I got that. No, no, I don't have that. I don't have that. I'm just saying I know what it is. So, so until next time. <laughs>
Bitches, but some